Warning! The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 22, titled, No Good Deed. Yet another fantastic episode that provides us with a really, really interesting rabbit hole to go down. Because, like, this episode, it, it just, it escalates so much. It's such a short amount of time. It is insane, and I love it so much. So we start off, and our new number is a financial analyst. Or at least, that's what he appears to be. Very quickly, we find out that that's not the case. He is actually a full-blown spy. Uh, He's actually an intelligence analyst for the government. And a damn good one at that, as Reese so astutely puts. And so now it's just like, okay, we're going after a spy now. And then, quickly, again, this escalates. Again, we go further down the rabbit hole, where this dude's just sitting in in his apartment... And then police show up and they seize some Adderall. Like, he's got a crap ton of Adderall in his apartment that was planted there and he gets arrested. And as a result, loses his job. Like, he's being set up. Like, his life is being absolutely destroyed. And we have no idea why. We then, after a while of following him around as he makes call after call after call, uh, saying, why, 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 uh, I asked questions about this thing that happened. The thing being, apparently, he was having his reports, like, they were being tampered with, like just some random name was being put in a report that he did, and... That one name would be the key to the key to unfolding this like big plot or whatever. He was having this done multiple times, and he was asking questions about that. And after call after call after call about saying like, "Why is this? Why is this? Why is this?" Finch figures out, "Oh, shit, he's being targeted." And by the way, I totally forgot to mention. Uh, a small detail of assassins are literally after him. Government assassins are after him. And there are multiple moments where Reese has to swoop in and save him. He's being targeted because he's asking questions about the machine. Yup. 
someone's asking about the machine, and because they're asking about it without knowing it, the government is sending flat-out assassins after him, and discrediting him, and just doing everything they can to make sure no one takes this guy seriously. So now we're forced into this weird... This weird catch-22, where Reese has to help him, but if he helps him, then the dude might find out more about the machine, putting him in more danger. Thereby, in no way, helping him. Like, it's such a bizarre problem to have, and so brilliantly handled in literally every possible way. It's so fascinating. It's such a phenomenal narrative conceit. Especially since this dude, he is so persistent. He is getting warning after warning after warning. Hey, stop looking into this. Nothing good can come of this at all. And he's just—he's continuing to ask questions, and he's continuing to try and tell everyone about this, which again puts him in more danger. Like, and we get this particularly insane sequence where the dude is crazy enough to break into the NSA to get some documents relevant to the machine. Then gets targeted by this group of government assassins. Reese swoops in and saves him in this fantastic action sequence. The dude escapes. And then attacks a police officer and confesses to breaking into the NSA so he'll get arrested. And then once he's in the interrogation room with Fusco, he just starts talking and talking and talking about like this big government conspiracy and uh the surveillance but like no human could possibly oh my god they actually built it they built the computer system to spy on all of america oh my god and i'm asking questions and now they're trying to take me out and I love that it's Fusco. Like, we get this great moment of this dude confessing to everything, uh, just working this all out in his head. We get this big moment where he's like, oh my god, the machine exists. Like, all of this, like, big, big monologue. And then it cuts over to Fusco and is like, you're insane. <laughs> Like, just this big monologue, and then Fusco going like, Alright, you're a nutso man. Not taking anything you say seriously. And it's especially funny, because you know, you know if it was Carter, this be a whole long plot line of her investigating this dude's claims. She'd clash, clash with Reese over... Uh, them not telling her the truth, and like, it, but it's Fusco, and because it's Fusco, the dude's just like, yeah, you're insane, you're a crazy man. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, but then Reese swoops in, breaks him out, puts him in a cab, they drive away, the dude, like an idiot, 
is like, well, uh, these people are literally trying to kill me and I've been totally discredited and I'm putting myself in danger by saying anything. But I'm gonna make another phone call to another thing, to another agency. This idiot who doesn't know when to quit calls like this, this organization that protects whistleblowers. Little does he know, one of the eight people who knows about the machine works there. And so he immediately comes up on the assassin's radar. The cab gets attacked. Reese has a big brawl with this one assassin. And the dude gets away again. At this moment, Finch is like, okay, this is not working at all. This is this is going very poorly. So instead, he bites the bullet, has a sit-down with the dude, and just fights fire with fire and is like, yes, the machine exists. It exists, and it's a big thing, and you're being targeted because of it. You do not want to answer these questions. You do not want to solve this mystery. Trust me. It for your own good. Here here's like a completely new identity. Just leave. Just get out. Go literally anywhere that's not here. Stop asking questions. And apparently having a sit down with the guy who built the machine as he admits by the way like at one point the analyst sits at one point the analyst asks how do you know all this and finch is like because i built it this will become important later we'll come back to it like apparently that's enough to be like um okay new identity i will be on my way <laughs> It's it's an insane story, and I love it. It's so, so good. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff going on in this episode. Uh, of course, we got the culmination of Reese following Finch. That's been happening for a long-ass time. We get the culmination of it. Reese closing in on Finch. Uh, we get that great opening scene where we see Finch answering the payphone and then being like, We got a new number! And Reese being like, What? How do payphone... What? <laughs> How do payphone? Oh, that's gonna be the description. Uh, <laughs> that is definitely gonna be the description of this episode. How do payphone? Uh, we see him kind of cornering where we believe his address is uh, based on the coffee he gets based on this giant stack of magazines he has. We finally zero in on this actual address. We think this is where Finch lives. Reese has him cornered. Then Reese knocks on the door and it's some woman. What? And she invites him in under the pretense that he's a he's a cop. Uh lie, but whatever. And then we see a picture of her and Finch. And Reese is like, hey, uh, who's that in that picture? And she's like, oh, that's my fiance. 
Yeah, we were together for a long time, but then I, I lost him a few years ago. There was an accident. He's gone now. What? So, yeah, Finch this entire time had a secret fiancé that he abandoned. And immediately, like, Finch, by the way, turns out Reese was not being as sly as he thought he was. Because Finch immediately, as soon as Reese leaves, he uh, leaves this woman's home. Grace. Grace is her name. As soon as he leaves Grace's home, Finch is just there. And then Finch explains to Reese, like, yeah. I knew about the machine. I didn't realize how much danger that put me in until it was too late. How much danger that put everyone around me in until it was too late. I couldn't subject Grace to that. So I had to leave to protect her. But he's always, he's always got her under surveillance. He's always, like... He's got this good line of sight on her home. He just sits there on occasion. He even went as far as to as to create an app that alerts him whenever he gets it within 100 feet of her. So that he doesn't tip her off to the fact that he's actually alive. My god. <laughs> this reveal is so good. It's so freaking fantastic and so well done and does so much to deepen the character of Finch. Like, suddenly you care infinitely more about him now that you know what his creation has cost him. Uh, we got some other stuff going on as well. We got some flashbacks of Finch and Ingram. I remembered the dude's name this time. I remembered uh, the name of the dude's partner. Uh, I remember the name of Finch's partner. Finch and Ingram, in the final stages of transferring machine the machine to the government, and Ingram's like, hey, um, we need a contingency. What if the government just abuses the hell out of this? We need a back door. And Finch is like, no, 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 no. That's not possible. Like, we, we need to trust the machine the way we built it. And then Ingram goes behind Finch's back and creates a back door. Remember how in the very first episode Finch said he got the irrelevant numbers via a back door? Remember that? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Fusco, also, there's mention of uh, he's got like this big HR meet set up and it's in a few days and we got to be prepared for it. So, the Fusco HR deal is starting to pay off. But got to talk about this ending. I have got to talk about this ending. So, at the ending, we flashback just a few hours ago to the Finch meeting with our number. Where he said that he built the machine. We go over to another table. 
a microphone was pointed at Finch. The operator of it was the woman that Ingram was doing deals with for the machine. Under the assumption that he was the one who built it, that Ingram was the one who built it, there was no one else involved. And Alicia gets the confession of Finch, I built the machine. <laughs> Mike, that is a huge moment, because, like, the whole deal of Finch is that he's, like, completely anonymous. No one knows he exists. No one knows he's even a factor. Even the people who know about the machine don't know about Finch. Ingram was the only one who knew about Finch's involvement in the machine, and now he's dead. So this, one of the closest... One of the closest confidants about the machine, now knowing about Finch's existence, and now knowing that he was the real architect behind the machine, that is huge. That is about as huge a development as huge gets. We got one episode left in this season. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it there. That last episode. Oh boy! That last episode is something. And I will stop talking now. And let it speak for itself. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll put up there once every month. Uh, later today, you will get April's installment of the Television Archive Supplemental, where we'll be talking about the Silver Age Teen Titans Omnibus. Uh, remember, a while back, we talked about Teen Titans on this show. I wanted to... So to take a look back in time to the origins of that team in comics form. Way back to the 60s where comics were super weird and kind of bad. So we're going to spend some time talking about that. Seeing the fruits of that experiment. Uh, Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 23, the season finale. Talk to you then. Hey, Tom. Loving the podcast as much as I love Person of Interest, and I wanted to shed some light on what the meaning of Episode 20 is. Uh, The term is Matsya Nyaya, and it is essentially boiled down to the law of the fish. It's from Indian political philosophy and specifically hints to the idea that the powerful will always destroy those weaker than them. Hey man, thanks for calling in. A really fascinating background to that episode 120 title. A really interesting context 
built in there. Uh, for Matsyanaya? Matsyanaya? Someone literally pronounced it for me, and I still can't get it. That's how stupid I am. Uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, really, really interesting. Thank you for at least attempting to make me less dumb, although it might be a lost cause. And actually, now that I know what that phrase is and where it comes from, that's actually a really fitting title for that episode, particularly given what we get in the flashback sequence. Uh, how the CIA just toss Reese and Stanton aside, uh, just completely screw them over, uh, literally leave them for dead. Hell, that's not even accurately putting it. Like, just flat out have them murdered, flat out have them assassinated in the middle of China simply because they became a quote-unquote inconvenience. Uh, that whole thing about, like, powerful over the week, like, it really does fit the events of that episode. So, yeah, it's almost as if actual thought gets put into naming these things. Who knew? Uh, if you would like to call in and give feedback, possibly join this man in his lost cause to make me less dumb, uh, feel free uh, call in via the Anchor app. It's really easy. It's literally just a couple button presses, and magically I get a recording of your voice on my phone, and I use it in the episode, and I comment on it, and it's a fun thing. Seriously, do it. I don't get nearly enough call-ins on this show. I want to get more call-ins, so let it be done. Bring me your feedback. Do it. Make me less dumb, even though it's literally impossible. Attempt to make me less dumb. 